Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. I am your host, and we got a lot of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com, and we're going to get right into them this week. I hope you're all good. Hope you all had a great week last week, and I'm trying to think of anything I need to tell you, and I feel like literally nothing has gone on in my life. All I do is fucking clean my house. All I do is clean my damn house. And does anybody else feel this way where it's like, no matter what you do, your house is still not what you wanted. Like there's still so much shit that you need to do. Like my house is clean. And then I'll go, oh, like I should really go through my like kitchen cabinets and throw out like pots and pans that I don't use. It's just like never ending. And part of me wants to just get rid of everything and start from scratch because I just can't do it. I'm just so freaking sick and tired of it. But I will say a a purchase that I got from amazon.com support small businesses. Shout out to my boyfriend, Jeffrey Bezos, who, by the way, has a new girlfriend already, which I'm kind of upset about. Saw that happening, but, you know, would have been nice to meet him. So I can turn my little charm on for that space cowboy. But anywho, something that I ordered from my boyfriend, Jeffrey Bezos, was a steam mop. This is how I know I'm getting older. That got me more excited than any man has in the last five years. Okay, a steam mop. It steams the damn floor and it has a pad on the bottom of it. So it like gets it. Oh my God, forget it. It's so much fun. It's the most fun I've ever had. I called Jesse Mae the other night. I was having anxiety. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was steam mopping. I was like deep cleaning my bathroom. It was 3 a.m. You know, but luckily when you have friends that live in LA, it's not that late over there. But anywho, yeah, that's uh, that's the most exciting shit that's going on in my life, you guys. It, it is what it is over here. But we're going to get into some emails you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and love to hear from you. We have a bunch of different um, things here. Let's open this one first. This one just says embarrassing. Um, something that's embarrassing is, oh my God, hey girl, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> getting photos printed from Walgreens and knowing that the workers look at your photos. That actually is so embarrassing. And I have kind of a story to go along with that. I, um, I don't know if you guys know my friend Leonard Oots. He's like, I'm just obsessed with him. Okay. And a few years ago for Ricky Velez's birthday, I printed out a giant picture of Leonard Oots. If you want to look at his Instagram, so you can kind of get the gist of who I'm talking about. His Instagram is, let me just make sure I'm spelling it right. It's Ootsy, but I just O-U-T-Z. Yeah. O-U-T-Z. I'm sorry. O-U-Z-T-S-Y-Y. O-U-Z-T-S-Y-Y. Leonard Oots is his uh, name. And I printed out a giant picture of him with no shirt on because I was giving it to Ricky for his birthday. I got like a frame for it. And like, we're obsessed with Leonard and that's what, like, it's like a, you know, joke between all three of us. Leonard was in on it. I told him, I was like, Oh, I'm sending this picture to Ricky. He's like, okay, psycho. (laughs) We were laughing about it, but I sent it to the wrong fucking Walgreens. And, and, And then when I got to the other Walgreens, I said, oh, you know what? I'll just print it out here. So I sent it to them and they printed it out. So there's a Walgreens in Brooklyn here that has a picture of just Leonard with no shirt on that nobody ever picked up. (laughs) Oh, God, it's so funny. 
but yeah, that is one of those things. Uh, all right. This next one, this next one says FDNY story. I guess this is a follow-up for the story I gave, uh, last week about my fire alarm going off. Hey, Carly, Robert, and Stanley love you in the potty so much. It truly makes my Mondays. I've been listening for a while and have never written in, but I had heard your FDNY story and I had to share mine too, because I've also been manifesting a handsome fireman. One night, a couple months ago, I get a knock on my apartment door and I'm thinking who the hell is showing up unannounced. And I almost didn't answer, but I opened the door and this beautiful tall man in a fireman uniform with an ax girly at the door. Uh, he says they got a call about some gas odor and they were just going around scoping things out. I had no clue what he was talking about, but I said, Hey, come in and sniff around if you want, but I don't smell anything because I wanted to stall and spend as much time with this man as long as possible. <laughs> Anyway, he walks around and says, you're all good. And I'm trying to stall and make conversation because I'm like, oh my God, I, this is the man I have been manifesting, literally just knocked down my door and hi, I'm here. Uh, we're small talking and I decided to shoot my shot. Ooh, good for you. You shot your shot. That's cool. Uh, and tell him he's attractive and jokingly said, come back anytime. He asked if I want to exchange numbers. So I do. And I'm thinking, wow, our meet cute is truly phenomenal. Tell me why after a few days, I get this feeling that that was too freaking good to be true. So I decided to do some social media stalking and find out that he's newly married with a baby. You want to know what? You want to know what? Not him being newly married with a baby. Yeah, he's not the one. <laughs> Unfortunately, God, what a dirtbag. Him exchanging numbers. Ew. Why are they so hot, though? Why are firemen just automatically hot? I got to say that there's, I, I guarantee you, like any fireman gets hit on 400 times a day. There's something about him. And then she says, we did share a few texts and him saying he would love to see me again, but obviously I can never act on that. And the quote unquote love story dies there. The most embarrassing part is I text my family in a group chat that I met my husband right after this happened because I was that confident that the universe delivered me the man like an Amazon package. <laughs> Anywho, I hope I run into you sometime in NYC because if I see you, I'm giving you the biggest hug of all time. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. I love hugs. Uh, also, if your manifestations keep coming true, keep me in mind for any of his friends. I'm 5'10", so please get me a taller one. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. Have a fabulous day. Oh my God. That's so funny that you um, called your family. I uh, have done that before. I can't tell you how many voicemails I've left my mother being like, I did it. Just hammered at 3 a.m. I did it, mom. I found the guy. I've got to marry him. Then she'll call me the next day and be like, what guy did you? I used to do this all the time when I was young. Oh my God. I would like be at a bar and be like, this is, this is a love story. This is my love story. I met a guy at a bar in Queens. This is how every fairy tale starts. I remember one time specifically I was out. It was like New Year's Eve. Of course, I, the biggest freak in the entire place approaches me. And I was just, you know, whatever. I didn't care. I was like, yay, I have a boyfriend now. But he came up to me. Tell me why this man was wearing soccer cleats inside the bar on New Year's Eve. And, and tell me why I did nothing about it. And I didn't think it was weird. Okay. So I call my mom and he was so cute and he was so nice. And I call my mom, left her voicemail being like, I met the love of my life. 
<laughs> and the next day he texted me like, show me a picture of your boobs. And I was like, no. And he was like, fuck you. I was like, okay. And then my mom called me being like, what happened with the guy? I'm like, um, well, not, it ended up fizzling out. <laughs> I wonder if she remembers that story. My mom has the worst memory. She like, she like doesn't remember things that actually happened for years in life. Like certain things of me going to school, like certain things like that. But she remembers like things that happened in movies and things that they happened to her. You know? Oh God, that is so funny. Well, I'm sorry it didn't work out for you guys. You know, throw your cat up in a tree. That's where, that's where, what I always say. Okay. This next one says, give me the scoop. Uh, Hey Carly, what are some of your favorite rom-coms? I would love to know. Also here's an FMK. Okay. I'm going to save this FMK for the end. I'm just copying it. So I have it. So, okay. Favorite rom-coms. Ooh, this is a loaded, this is kind of a loaded question. I'm trying to think of my favorite ones. Okay. So I love he's all that. Was that it? She's all that the original one, not the one that freaking that TikTok girl just did. Was it she's all that or it's he's all that? Um, God, I loved that with that girl. Oh my God, what was her name? I have to look it up. I have to look it up. He's all that. It was like Freddie Prince Jr. No, it was she's all that. Yeah, Rachel Lee Cook. She was so cute, Lainey. And Freddie Prince Jr., oh my God. And then they did that spinoff that was amazing called Not Another Teen Movie. I loved that movie. That was a cute kind of love story too. Um, I love the movie Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. So cute, so funny. I crack up when I watch it. And Emma Stone, huh? I remember seeing that in the theater and like people around me. I don't know why I thought that movie was so funny. <laughs> I was like screaming, laughing. You guys know how I laugh. I get crazy. People around me were looking at me like, girly, it's not even that funny. It's just like your generic rom-com. But I don't know why. I think Ryan Gosling is actually a really funny actor in a movie like that. Um, oh, you know what else I love that I've actually been thinking about lately? And I'll tell you why, but that movie Hitch with Will Smith and Eva um, Mendez, that is such a freaking great movie. Um, And that was a really funny one too, when he has his little allergic reaction. I just love Will Smith, the poor thing. Why does Jada keep embarrassing him? I'm not sure, but you know, there was like a thing that came out the other day that was like, Will Smith, I know this is off topic, but um you know, Jada keeps coming out and she had that affair. And then it was like, she said something else like about sex about him. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Like, that's your man. That's my man. Honestly, Will Smith is one of the most gorgeous men I've ever seen with my own eyes in real life. Oh my God. He is so gorgeous in person and such a wonderful, he has such good energy, but he had come out, I guess he's promoting his book. And he said, you know, she's going to do her and I'm going to do me. And it's like, dude, that's already been what's happening. Very clearly. I always liked her. I always thought she was so cool, but I'm just like, damn, why do you have to embarrass your husband like that publicly? It's weird. Um, but anywho, so yeah, 50, uh, I'm sorry, not 50 first dates, uh, hitch. Oh, I guess 50 first dates was good too. 
but Hitch was really, really funny. I loved it. And the reason why I've been thinking about it lately is because me and my friends keep talking about, oh, we should go to speed dating, which I don't know if we will ever do because I don't think that it's for us. Like, I don't think the people that are going to show up at speed dating, I would love to try it, but I just don't think, um, the people who are going to show up are going to be, uh, you know, like, I, I feel like they're going to all be crazy. You know, they're going to all be wacky people. I would do it just for the story, though. But my friend brought it up the other day. She's like, do you remember that movie Hitch when they went speed dating? I've wanted to do that ever since. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was so cute. But anywho, yeah, those are some of my favorite rom-coms. What else? I guess, um, does Princess Diaries count? Oh, of course, Mean Girls. Does Mean Girls count? I feel like every movie has an underlying romantic storyline. So, but yeah, I love all those. Okay. Let's get into this next one. This one says, need your advice. Hi, Carly. Love the pod and all your advice. I'll jump right into it. I was dating someone for two years, but we were much better off as friends than romantic partners. I moved back to my home state and started dating someone new in June. He's great, very attentive, caring, proactive planner, and talks about the future. I thought he might be my person and I almost let an I love you slip one night. Recently, I've been questioning things. He's not very silly or goofy or funny. I recently saw my ex and remembered that those were qualities that I really liked in him. I'm having a hard time figuring out if I'm questioning things because I'm 29 and scared and don't want to make the wrong decision or because not being funny and goofy is a deal breaker and it really does matter. I want to get married and have a family. So should I embrace this great person who is safe, reliable and makes me comfortable? I'm scared to let a great person go because I'm overthinking things and being too picky and could have a great life with this person. This is tough because I hear what you're saying, right? Like this person's great on paper but you might not have the little silly back and forth, like nuances that you had with your ex, which uh, to me, it it depends on the person. You know, I know a lot of um, girls who I meet their husbands and their husbands are great and blah, blah, but they're a little, you know, sometimes people are dull and vice versa. I know a lot of guys that are super funny and then you meet their girlfriend and you're like, oh, I feel like you guys don't have a silly fun time. You know, I feel like you guys aren't really ever in a silly, goofy mood, which to me, that's very important. I think that's something that, you know, is is up there because when everything else fizzles out, you still got that feels like it's your friend. Um, My mom recently was like, why do you need to marry a man that first of all, I don't want to get married. Um, But she was like, why do you need to date men that like are your best friend? that feel like they're your best friend. I'm like, because that's so important to me. I don't know. So to me, I would keep dating around and see if I could find someone that I match better with, like our personalities match better. Um, But I'm not telling you to leave this guy. If he's great, if you really love him, like just then stick with him. You know, I feel like I'm giving the worst advice ever right now, but it really depends on you. If you're saying that you almost slipped to I love you, then I guess nothing else really matters. But if you feel like, oh, I'm settling, then I think you should date other people. If that makes any sense. Um, okay. This next one's title is, what is the deal with this man? Uh-oh. Hey, Carly, OG listener, literally obsessed with you. Need your insight, sister. Okay, well, here I am. 
Uh, I've been talking to this guy for about a month now. We went on one date in the beginning and then hung out a bunch of times. Both of us got, got bronchitis. Um, so for two weeks, we weren't really going anywhere, but I went to his place or he'd come to mine. I'm a bartender and he does security on the weekends at one of the bars on the strip. Ooh, do you live in Las Vegas? On the strip. That's cool. Uh, he comes and visits me before or after his shift. And some nights we just sit in his car and talk for an hour after work. He calls me a lot and seems really interested in me so much where he won't even have sex with me yet. I just got kind of offended at one point because it felt like he was playing a game, but he swears he just really likes me and doesn't want to rush things. Um, okay, hold on. I'm going to finish this before I talk. He doesn't want to rush things. He's been out of town with family for a week. Mm, something's fishy. Something's fishy. And I don't know why, but I'm just getting that feeling. But, but I, again, I need more information. So I'm going to keep reading. He's been out of town with family for a week um, and we've still been talking, but it feels one-sided. It kind of felt like that from the beginning, honestly. I can't tell if he's just a talker slash or is nervous or if I'm really that standoffish and closed off so he doesn't talk so he doesn't ask me much about myself. He's called me out a couple of times for being quote unquote uh, emotionless or like I'm playing hard to get. I am slash was LOL. That was in parentheses. It feels like it's moving so fast with him with how often we talk on FaceTime and how he sends me hearts and kissy emojis, but he says he quote unquote wants to take things slow. I don't know how to read the situation. I'm kind of confused how he even likes me that much because I feel like I'm the only one keeping the convos going or asking questions. But then when I don't, he mentions that it's quote unquote, weird, not talking to me. He says he misses me and all these cute things, but sometimes it feels like a pulling teeth trying to get a combo going. He obviously is not using me for sex. So I'm not really sure what's going on here. He was also in a relationship like a month or so prior to us talking. So maybe he, I'm just here trying to fill the void. Um, not sure what to think, or maybe I'm just overthinking it and should continue to go with the flow. Maybe the fact that it's hard to keep a combo going is a sign that he's not the one, but it's also a new thing with us. And he's been out of town. Maybe the fact that it's hard. To, oh, I'm sorry. I just read the same line twice. Hey, uh, we've talked on the phone or FaceTime for hours before who even does that. And just yesterday, he told me he wasn't interested in dating anyone else, but still wants to take it slow because he's quote unquote, two months out of a relationship. Is that weird? Like either you're my boyfriend or I can do whatever I want. Right. I don't know what to think. Maybe I should just ride it out and see how things go where he, when he comes back. Also, something that is embarrassing is getting your luggage down from the overhead bin. <laughs> oh my God. That is so true. Um, or getting up to go to the bathroom ever. Why do I always feel weird when I have to pee at a guy's house? A hundred percent girl. I agree with both of those things. Okay. So I'm not going to lie to you this email. I don't know if I need more information or if there's some pieces missing here, but there's a lot of red flags in here. Number one, I'm not saying sex is vital. Um, but usually when you first start dating someone and you're in this, um, you know, beginning phase, it's kind of like you guys have such strong chemistry and you're doing sexy stuff. Okay. That's like freaking fun of it, but I'm kind of confused at, but again, you know, I don't think that people should be forced, you know, not forced, but rushed into doing things that they're not ready for. I understand that, but it just, there's something that's not adding up here, girly. 
mm, there's something that's not adding up here. I also, um, don't like that you are the one that's kind of in control of the conversations and asking questions and getting to know each other. I think that it should be equal because like whatever energy, whatever attention you're giving someone, um, they should be giving back to you. And I also don't like, oh, this is not a good, it's not looking good for this guy over here. I also don't like that he's kind of gaslighting you and saying, oh, you're being emotionless. Meanwhile, it's like, uh, I'm sorry, my I was at the chiropractor because I'm carrying this fucking conversation on my back. Okay, I've been carrying around the weight of this conversation on my back. So if I were you, I would, and this sounds like playing games, but it's really not because it's like your feelings are involved in it. And it's a really confusing situation. Also, where is he at with his family? I don't know. There's something really weird about it. Are you sure he's with his family? I don't know. Something's there's a lot of bells going off. There's a lot of bells, but if it were me, here's what I would do. I would probably, first of all, continue dating other people because you guys aren't even having sex. Like, I mean, what is going on here? You guys aren't sleeping together and you're not going to see other people. It seems like that's not going to happen over here. (laughs) Sorry, but he's nowhere near. If I'm you, he's nowhere near being my boyfriend. Like we talk on the phone, we see each other, but we're not sleeping together. Why exactly are you not seeing other people? It seems like he doesn't want you to see other people, but he's trying to figure out something else that's already been cooking, whether it's his last relationship or something else. That's how I feel about it. Because I don't know a man that's going to commit to someone without that, you know, but Hey, what do I know? Um, but yeah, if it were me, I would probably pump the brakes a little bit. I wouldn't give as much as you're giving in terms of, uh, starting the conversation and doing kind of all that, you know, work and see what happens. Maybe take a couple days to just figure it out on your own. Take a couple days to see how you feel without it kind of consuming your time. And then, you know, reach back out and say, Hey, I was just working on myself and don't say, sorry, I haven't been around. Don't say sorry for anything. Just say, Hey, I was doing this because you really don't owe him anything. But um, yeah, there's something really freaking weird about it. There's something really weird about it. And I can't put my finger exactly on what. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, okay, this next one, but please let me know what ends up happening because there's something real fishy about the situation, girly. And I, I just want to know what it is. I I need uh, some, you know, undercover investigation going on on your end. And then you're going to need to hit us back up and and let us know what what ends up happening. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsor this week. Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Going to therapy is a routine maintenance for your mind. We get oil changes for our cars to prevent bigger issues from happening down the road. We see the doctor and we go to the gym and take care of our bodies to prevent injury and disease. We do chores regularly regularly to avoid a messy house. Therapy is the same exact thing, but it's for your mental health. 
you guys know that I'm always telling, I'm always recommending therapy to everyone. I think that it can do nothing but help. Um, It's so nice to talk to somebody that has an unbiased opinion on what's going on and that will really just genuinely sit there and listen. It's so important. Uh, Going to therapy does not mean that something's wrong with you. It means that you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist you don't have to see on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not in your mind? Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers for 10% off your first month. That's better help slash secret keepers for 10% off your full month. Betterhelp.com slash secret keepers sign up for better help to start living a happier life today. And thank you so much better help for sponsoring this episode. Okay. So this one says, does the one even exist? I heard you say on a previous episode not to hold on to what isn't for you because it takes longer to find the one that is, which makes sense. But how do you know if someone isn't the person for you or if you just need a little bit more time to get to know them? I've never been head over heels for any guy I've ever been serious relation. I'm sorry. For any guy I've ever been in a serious relationship with or just dated. In my relationships, it took me a couple of months to feel that way because I've always known in the back of my head that they weren't the ones for me. Though my last boyfriend was close to perfect. We broke up because we wanted different things. So I started seeing this guy who I am also not head over heels with, but I feel like he might not be quote unquote it for me. Um, But I feel like, but I like being around him and he's funny and hot and I think about him a lot. I don't want to waste anyone time, anyone's time if he's not the one for me, but I feel like I've never felt that way about any guy. So maybe I should just give it a chance. I also don't think I want kids and I'm really in no rush to get married. I'm 27. So I'm kind of just like, eh, fuck it. I'm going to go and see what happens. Just curious at how you think, uh, I'm sorry, how you'd know if someone is quote unquote for you or not. So when I, when I say things like, um, because this is a really great question. When I say things like don't hold on to what isn't for you, because then it's going to take you longer to find the one that is, I mean, someone that has fundamental differences. Um, because I do really believe that love grows the more you get to know someone. And there has definitely been times in my life where I've been out with someone. I'm like, eh, I don't know about him. I'll give it a chance and we'll see where it goes. And then after hanging out for a little bit, I started to, to feel more for them. So I don't think you need to know right away because I'm kind of the same way. Like I need to know you as a person before I really, really like have a crush on you or really start to like you. Um, but if somebody doesn't want the same things as you, like you said, you and your ex broke up because of that. I'm talking about like the fundamental things, like number one, if someone doesn't treat you right and you keep making up excuses for them and, oh, it's going to be different this time. I'm going to change them. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We, we all know ho- how that goes. Cause I've done that about a million times myself. Then you got to let that person go. Um, if you guys want different things, like you, you know, Maybe you want to get married and they don't, or you want to have kids and they don't or whatever. Um, Those fundamental things that it's just, it's not a match. 
any way you slice it, unless somebody makes a drastic compromise or somebody just changes altogether as a person. So I think what you should do is continue dating him and, and see what happens. It seems like you really like him and that's good. And that's good. You got to go with the flow. I don't think you need to cut anything off just to avoid the possibility of it not working. That's what relationships kind of are. That's kind of what dating is, unfortunately. Um, okay. This next one says, oh, there's some slander in this, this title here. This one says straight men are scum plus FMK included. Okay. So we got two F- FMKs that we're going to do later. Um, hate to the queen Carly and the Royal Highnesses. Uh, first off, I can't even tell you about the laughs you bring me and my girlies and how desperate we are for you to come shake your ass in California, Southern California to be specific. Oh, absolutely. I would love to, I would love to go shake it there. And I'm sure at some point, um, I'll be out there and I'll let you guys know. Uh, second onto the shit show, really needing your expertise on my next move. Long story short, I was with my most recent boyfriend for almost two years. I've never been more comfortable with a human in my life. He's truly was my best friend. We talked about our life together all the time and he was dying to get me pregnant. So to say I was completely thrown off guard when I had one of those moments where the universe basically threw me the evidence in my face, uh, would be an understatement. I found out that he was cheating on me with multiple women. You know what? Men will do anything but tell the truth and go to therapy. Okay. I got to keep reading here. Okay. Multiple women and lying to me our entire relationship. Not to mention I had BV for our entire relationship and even had chlamydia one time. Girl, don't even get me started. LOL. Keep in mind, he was the most low key homebody I'd ever met. So him cheating never even crossed my mind. This man watched me cry, go to the doctor numerous times and take countless medications to try and get to the bottom of what the hell was going on. He just uh, comforted me and manipulated these issues. The whole time he was acting completely confused as to what it could have been caused, AKA from you, motherfucker. Um, It's been three weeks now since I found out about it all. And I'm trying so hard to heal from this and focus on getting back to a confident, secure place. I blocked his number, his Instagram, and took him off the Costco account. Ooh, the Costco account. That one hurts. Ooh, if somebody took me off the damn Costco account and I can't get my things, oh my God. And I can't get my value size Oreos anymore. Woo! Uh, because I wanted to hit him where it hurts. LOL. Fast forward, he reached out to me via email last night asking me if we're done forever. Ugh, honestly, this guy makes me want to throw up. Like I can't, I hate, I hate him. Uh, obviously, but my question to you is after this mess of an explanation, do you think I should? Oh, damn it. You know what? I got to pause. Yeah. I got to pause you guys. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Okay. You guys, sorry. I, um, my doorbell rang and if I don't answer it within five seconds, um, the man leans on the bell and then it just never stops ringing. So that was that. But anywho, let's get back to this email here. Um, my question to you is after this mess of an explanation, do you think I should respond with a simple yeah, or don't even respond to him at all? A part of me doesn't want to respond because I feel like he doesn't even deserve that much out of me. I know my shitty ex before this shitty ex, uh, said that he would have rather me cussed him out than go silent on him, but I'm not sure what the best or healthiest way to handle this 
is for my healing. Thanks so much for reading this. I really love hearing the advice that you give and it would be much appreciated sending you the kitties, uh, smooches right on the lips. Ooh. And then another fuck, Mary kill. Ooh, this is a good fuck, Mary kill too. Okay. First of all, before anything, I just want to say that I just want to say that I'm sorry that this happened to you. Um, this is devastating. I, you know, all of it's devastating, but the part of it that really kills me is that he was literally continuously giving you BV. Um, and he just kind of let you, you know, be upset about it and not, which by the way, he could have easily just gotten tested and gotten it taken care of. And it would have cleared up your problem. Um, because otherwise if you get it cleared up, then he gives it back to you. And it's just this back and forth a million times. Um, so that really sucks. And I'm sorry that he treated you that way. And honestly, I'm sorry that he disrespected you. It's just terrible. But what I think you need to do is never talk to him again. Him emailing you saying, are we done forever? Uh, yeah. And it's your fault, but don't say that. Don't say anything. You know, in, in things like this, in situations like this, silence says more than you ever could. And I know we just always want to get, like, I personally always want to get the last word in sometimes, but I always stop myself because silence will, silence is the answer. Tells him everything he needs to know. Let him just worry about that forever. You know, I wouldn't give him that energy. I wouldn't give him that satisfaction of even a response because he's an asshole you know, and it'll be better for you. The more you chit chat back and forth, you know, sometimes people are just what they're doing by sending an email or a text message or something. They're kind of testing if that door will open. They're kind of just tapping on the door, knocking on the door, seeing if you'll answer it. And you can't because then that opens up a line of communication and it's just not, it's just simply not worth it. They don't deserve it. So that's, that's how I feel about that. And that's something that I'm very honestly passionate about because it's like, no, 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 I, you don't get to do this anymore. You don't get to, you know, speak to me and then have me respond to you. You lost your privileges. Ugh, I hate, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him for you. Okay. So this next one says, should I break up with my best friend? Hi, Carly and the kitties. Love you since girl code. And I'm so happy to listen to your podcast every Monday. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I would love your advice because I truly don't know what to do. I'm in my thirties and don't have many friends, more acquaintances and coworkers that I don't really hang out with or talk to on personal levels, etc. I have one friendship that lasted over 12 years and I think our time is up or I have no idea what's going on. We've been there for each other in some pretty tough times and had our ups and downs, but we always make up and continue to be friends, even though we live far away from each other. Now, here's why I don't know what to do. Should I, uh, okay. Should I break up this friendship? I can't stand seeing her living her life the way that she is anymore. She's a single mother and just doesn't have her priorities straight. She's constantly looking for a man that will support her as in financially. Of course, anyone would want that, but she brings up these Oh, but she brings these strange Tinder men around her five-year-old on the first date. Ooh. She's a serious homebody, so she has them meet her at her house, and then she gets upset when they clearly just want to fuck and not have a relationship. 
She continues to talk to her toxic exes and then vents to me when they go doing the same thing that she broke up with them for, i.e. being possessive over her, getting jealous, controlling, um, talking down to her, or even, or having an OnlyFans account. Wait, hold on. Talking down to her for having an OnlyFans account. You know what? Sometimes that one letter really changes the whole sentence. Because I was like, oh, she would break up with a guy for having an OnlyFans account? And I'm like, oh, what's this guy doing on OnlyFans? You know, my mind went to a whole different corner of, of the world that it didn't need to be at because that's not what it said. But anywho, talking to her, getting jealous, um, talking down to her for having an OnlyFans account. She asked me what to do, and I always tell her just stop talking to them or block them. But the following week, I'll get a, oh, my God, guess what so-and-so said or did? I hate him. I'm so tired of hearing it. One of those has been going on for four years. Aside from that, I just can't be proud to call her my friend anymore. I'm not a mom, but the way she raises her child is just shocking to me. The kid is five years old and clearly has been neglected. She loves her kid, of course, but the child is basically still a baby because she never puts any effort into things that I see other parents doing. The kid is constantly sick, still wears a diaper, not potty trained whatsoever, and can't talk. Because of this, she doesn't have a job and she can't afford childcare, even if she could, she doesn't trust anyone else because the kid doesn't talk. This leads to her constantly posting on social media, asking people for money to pay for gas, food, doctors, bills. Um, then she gets money sent to her. She will spend it on Starbucks and weed. Oh, it's so frustrating. I have no idea how to talk to her anymore. I've kind of found myself trying to avoid her, but I feel terrible. What do I do? Thank you. This is really sad. And you know, I'm sad for the kid. I'm not, you know, I'm sad for you that you, um, are in this kind of predicament. And I'm, I'm more so, you know, upset for this kid. Cause that's not fair. Um, you're right. She doesn't have her priorities in check. This isn't, this isn't a good situation. And I understand where you're coming from, where you're like, you've tried to help someone you've, try to guide her in the right direction. And no matter what, there's just some people like, I, I don't even think it's some people. I think people do what they're going to do. You know, if they have their mindset on something, whether it's getting back with an ex or talking to this one or doing this, they're going to do what they're going to do. There's nothing you could say to them. Um, that's going to change their mind if they're already dead set on it. So I understand why that's frustrating because you kind of feel helpless in the situation and you're like, well, why am I being supportive of you when you're very clearly a selfish person? Um, you know, I, I think sometimes with friendships, you, what we need to understand is that people do change sometimes, or, you know, instead of, instead of changing, I think people, you end up see, seeing their true colors. And you never saw this side of this person before, maybe because she didn't have a kid, maybe because she had a, you know, better relationship or whatever the case may be. So sometimes time goes by and we see people's true colors and we don't like that. Uh, we don't like who they are as a person. I felt this way in friendships. I felt this way in relationships. You see different sides of people and it just changes your perspective of them moving forward. So I don't think you owe her anything to be there for her. I know it sucks. And I know that it's heartbreaking to lose a friend and especially um, 
someone that you've been through a lot with and someone that's in this type of situation, you want to be there for her as a support system. But maybe that's what I would say to her. I would just say, I, I want to support you, but I don't feel comfortable um, with certain choices that you make, um, you know, in regards to like how you spend your money and what you're really focusing on. And it, it kind of breaks my heart because I want what's best for you, but I can't keep watching you hurt yourself. Um, but with the choices that you're making and the people that you're allowing into your life and see what she says. I don't know if she's doing drugs or if she just smokes weed, but maybe if she's doing drugs, you can suggest sobriety, some type of sober program, AA or whatever. That sucks though. I'm sorry. And I'm really sorry for the kid. Okay. Let's Stanley get away from the computer. Get away from the computer. My little angel. Okay. Let's do these fuck Mary kills here. Okay. This one is Sandra Bullock, Sarah Jessica Parker, or Nicole Kidman. Ooh. I'm going to marry Sandra Bullock. I'm going to fuck Sarah Jessica Parker. And I'm sorry. I don't want to kill her, but I got to kill Nicole Kidman just because that's what I'm feeling. And I'm feeling there, there's no other way for me. I'm sorry. And the next one is, was interesting. The rock, Brad Pitt or Fran Drescher. Here's what, and I know you guys are going to think I'm crazy. You know what? I don't want to kill any of them. I'm going to marry Brad Pitt. I'm going to marry Brad Pitt. I'm going to fuck the rock and I'm going to, I got to kill Fran Drescher, even though I love her. I absolutely love her. And she is also the president of my union, which I think is the funniest thing in life. She's the president of SAG. Um, but I, I got to kill her in this situation. I'm sorry about that, Franny. Um, but anywho, I love you guys. You can always send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And if you sent one in and I didn't get to it, you can resend it. Sometimes these things, you know, they slip through the cracks. I hope you all have a great weekend and I will see you soon. Bye.